Hello, beautiful tribe. This podcast is sponsored by Uvita. Thousands of years ago, before modern medicine proved scientific evidence for mind and body connection, the sages of India developed Ayurveda, which continues to be one of the most sophisticated, powerful mind and body health systems up to date. And I can begin to tell you, tribe, that it's about putting the power back in your hands. And the company that's helping you do that is Uvita. I've been on Uvita for a couple months now so that I can have a healthy gut and be able to clear my gut and be able to have the best digestive system that I can have. Because healing your gut allows the body to build a stronger immune system and produce the right kind of bacteria that tells your brain that it's okay to feel good. And as, as everyone knows, I'm the shaman who likes to stay lit and make sure the tribe is lit all day long. And so it's important for us to feel good in our bodies and it's important for us to live a very healthy life. Uvita is a company that is doing that. They are utilizing the knowledge and understanding of Ayurveda in their company, wild harvested and organically grown herbs that they synergistically create in an Ayurvedic way to be able to give you what you need for your body to sustain health, wellness, and vitality. Everything that they have in their company is based in integrity, ethically sourced from natives who practice sustainability. And I can't begin to tell you how happy I am to share this with you and to have them be one of the sponsors for Ancient Wisdom Today podcast. Their products offer everything from immunity to healthy joints and to healthy mood and healthy digestion and a healthy body. What more can you ask for from a company that is bringing Ayurvedic understanding to the Western world in a way that is supporting us and lifting us and shifting us into the greater possibilities of who we are? So I welcome you to experience Uvita. You can even contact them by going to their website, which is www.uvita.com. And you make your first order, type in the word shaman, which is their code for the Ancient Wisdom Today podcast tribe. And you will get 35% off on your order for your first order of Uvita. But I'm telling you, the moment you start taking this product, you're going to see dramatic change in your body and the way you feel. And that is the best. And as the tribe knows, I'm all about putting the power back in your hands. So go ahead and check out Uvita and use my code SHAMAN. And until then, live healthy always and every day in your life. Love you. Human beings have been sharing stories for hundreds of thousands of years. And with those stories came the emotional, spiritual, and physical knowledge of the ancients. Shaman Durek is a sixth-generation shaman, an evolutionary innovator, and a women's empowerment leader. He's here to bring forth the ancient wisdom of our elders to help heal and bring happiness into our modern society. We're sharing ancient knowledge in modern times in order to put the power back in people's hands. Welcome to the tribe. Hello, tribe, and welcome to Ancient Wisdom Today podcast. And I love you so much. I love you so much that it's like, if I could take like, like everything and just wrap up all that love into your being, and you would just allow yourself, just allow yourself to feel the full momentum of the love that I have for you, you would probably implode because that's how intense my love is. It's like supernova love. And I am so happy you're on this planet. 
And I'm so happy we have a book coming out called Spirit Hacking so that we can level up our abilities and level up our knowledge so that we can really rock it through these dark times that we're in on planet Earth and shift the darkness into the light with unconditional love, understanding, and true devotion as a leader of legacy, riding the lit train and laughing the whole way through. You know, life is pretty much whatever we make it. And we can stand by and we could just watch things or we could truly get involved in our community and with other people and start building a collaboration, a grouping where we come together and we share information and we start bringing that information to the people in whatever way we can. And we have that ability. We have the resources. So there is no excuse to to not take that action or that call to spirit. Instead of sitting back and wondering, why am I on this planet? Create a reason. Why are you here? Why do you want to be here? And if you're here, what do you want to do? And how do you want to do it? And you start deciding what that is and let spirit put it together. And don't put so much emphasis on the lack of limitation of, well, how is that going to happen? Or when is this going to happen? Or I don't even know where to begin. No, you begin by at least just writing it down on a piece of paper or thinking about it daily or waking up every morning and making that your, your mantra or your prayer or your, your focus sitting in observation of that which you choose to come into fruition which is already in fruition because it exists quantumly. So all it's asking you to do is be aware of its possibility. Mm. (laughs) I mean, because right now, there's really no other way to go about it. We don't have the time to sit back and just watch. We can observe and, and, and watch from the place of learning. But now it's time to take action. Now it's time to operate in the, this self-actualized field of intelligence that is operating on the planet right now that is giving us every resource we need and every support that we need from our brothers and sisters and from the spirit realm to be able to make lifting and shifting easier and easier and easier for the people, for yourself and for the loved ones around you. I mean, it's a cosmic interlinking that's happening right now. I kid you not. And you know, and you know, one of the things that you can do in this cosmic interlinking is to find a place in nature where you could take like a bunch of stones and make a circle or take a stick and draw it in the sand and make a circle or whatever you can make a circle with a bunch of candles. It doesn't really matter. It could be rope. It could be flour uh, made into a circle and just sit in the circle, close your eyes and ask them to teleport you to the place that you need to see. And practice this technique and then to make notes, like ask yourself, what can I see? What do I hear? What do I feel? Right? And just observe what comes through and then do it again and do it again and do it again and do it again. And eventually what will happen is you will begin to become more and more lucid. You will have more spectrum seeing, spectrum hearing, and spectrum feeling. Where literally you will see yourself like we do when we play virtual reality games. You will see yourself in this other place, feeling and experiencing it as it is. 
That's it. All you have to do is go and make a circle and sit in it and say spirits of the light or ancestors or whomever you feel represents the light for you, the consciousness of unconditional love. Okay? Take me to the place that I need to be taken to so that I can observe what is there. So you're going to do that for a while. You're going to do that. You're going you're gonna to do that maybe for a couple weeks, three weeks, four weeks. Do it. Practice. You know, the, the things that I tell you, I'm not telling you just to waste breath or just to say things. I'm laying before you powerful tools to be able to assist you in continuation and flourishing in your evolution. Not just living your life in a linear perspective and going from one milestone to the next milestone. I'm talking about teaching you how to be a lit leader. And not just a lit leader, but a awakened lit leader. A one who is able to transverse through many different ideas, thoughts, and universe and dimensions, and also maintain a level of groundedness and realness and authenticity and just you know, just all around daft mentality, right? Just daft mentality. And for those of you who don't know what daft mentality is, it means dope as fuck. Daft. It's time to get daft, everyone. It's time to be daft. And the way we get daft and the way we be daft is we do it by honoring our abilities and honoring the sacredness of life and how it shows up without putting some idea or speculation or some internal analyzation. Will you please analyze the situation for me? Do you really think I'm going to go and ask someone to analyze something for me or analyze the situation for me? You know what it means to analyze something? It means that you are comparing information of what you're experiencing off the data that you've accumulated in this lifetime. Ooh, yeah, it's like that. You see, the data that you've accumulated in this lifetime may not be sufficient or correct in the components of allowing you to have a lit life. It could be information that was passed down to you from family members or things you heard from friends or other people's belief systems that may not be rooted in the field of higher intelligence, lit consciousness, light intelligence, right? So, When you go about asking for other people to analyze things for you, or when you go to analyze things for you, it's not the tool you want to use to navigate the unknown. You see, to go into the unknown, you must be an observer, one who has spent uh, quite a lot of time observing life. Not from the place of analyzation or wanting to figure something out, but more from the state of just simply observing, like observing things without needing to put a label or a definition on it. Just observing how people walk, talk, how do they share um, information with each other, 
their body language, their posturing. Do they seem aggressive or easy or happy or down? Watch how they walk across the street. Do they walk with their chin up like I do, with their hands to their side as if they're looking up to possibility? Or do they walk with their head down, staring at their feet, wondering where their feet is going, but their mind and their feet aren't really connecting? Or are they someone who's rushing around so much that they can't even stop to smell the roses? (laughs) Just the other day, I was in London and I was at this beautiful place called Urban Retreat. And they had flowers, roses in the window going up the stairway towards my office space where I see and administer loving support to people in the shamanic way. And the woman who was coming down the stairs with me was walking with me and I stopped and I said, oh, what a beautiful rose. And I want to smell it. And she looked at me and she said, are you smelling the roses? And I said, of course, don't you smell the roses every time you see them? She goes, I, yeah, I used to, but I, I could more. And I said, well, I think the flowers themselves would like it if you took a little sniff being the fact that they're going to perish soon, why not enjoy the bouquet and their color and their beauty and honor them for the life that they have that will no longer be within the next two or three days? You see, a person rushing around misses a lot of those beautiful moments, that smile on your friend's face or the warmth of your body when you hug someone. Like I hugged this guy the other day and he was so amazing and so powerful, such a gift. I was at a party in London blowing off steam from an intense press conference week and dealing with a lot of people pulling me in all these different directions that I was willing to go to support them. And then also doing lectures and at the Optimization Health um, Summit with Dave Asprey and then doing workshops and all of these things and then doing photo shoots and press things and interviews for BBC and all these different things. And the fascinating thing is I was like, I got to get rid of all this energy. So I told my my team, I need to go dancing. So they were like, oh, well, there's this amazing party and we're invited, so we should go. So we went, I drank my water and I was dancing and I was clearing all these energies shamanically on the dance floor and this guy was watching me and he was videoing me and I guess my manager saw him and said, please don't video the shaman. But that doesn't bother me really. However, I understand where they're coming from. They're always looking to protect me. However, it's not necessary, but I appreciate it. And anyway, afterwards, I turned to him and I gave him a hug. And he was so happy. And then I didn't let go of him. I hugged him, I think, for maybe 15 or 10 minutes or so. It was a nice long hug. And then he, he was from Africa and he went in for a bigger hug. And he wouldn't let go. And I caressed his back. And I smelled him and I felt the warmth of his chest against my chest and his body against my body and the connection of brotherhood and the connection of the warm greeting that we were giving each other. He looked in my eyes and said, you know, I'm getting a divorce and my relationship is coming apart. And I've been really depressed and I came here because I wanted to just get away and thought if I go dance, I'd feel better. 
And then I see you releasing all this energy on the dance floor, clearing your energy and turning it into beautiful energy for other people. And I couldn't stop but wanting to just stare at you and film you, brother. You've taken away my pain. How did you do that? And I said, well, sometimes it's nice for us to be able to just hold each other without the need to analyze what it means or what it's about, but just to rest in the arms of another person. It's a beautiful thing, you know. Even just to give them a little kiss on the cheek. And sometimes I give them a kiss on the cheek or a kiss on my lips, whatever. Or just love without putting all these attachments on what that means. The same as going and smelling the flowers. It's the same as it's sitting in a park bench and taking in the wind as it passes your face and giving it acknowledgement. Or just watching how people interact in love. Watching people who are in relationships and how they move their bodies and communicate. This is the way we enhance our sensitivities, our abilities to go deeper into life so that we're not so bombarded by all of media and all of the glitz and glam and sparkle and glitter, which is nice for sometimes when you want to experience those things. I'm not here to say that you shouldn't completely. You do live in a world, a matrix that supports those things. And once in a while, I do find time to get onto Netflix and watch some of my teeny bopper uh, programs. Nothing too violent and nothing too scary, but wholesome fun for me goes a long way. And what I find, which is really fascinating, is even in that moment when I'm experiencing those things, I'm fully there. I'm present, observing myself, observing this, and finding what is it that I like about this TV show. And of course, they're always having to do with magic or angels or something of the nature that I live in. So I can pretty much understand what I find so fascinating about it. Because I always love to represent life and magic and all of that stuff in the world. And I'm not going to say that it's because I'm a Scorpio. I will definitely say it's because I find that normal life can be quite boring. And I also find that, you know, when you add a little bit of those twinkles and magical things in your life, you brighten up the colors from a deep rouge to a bright red or to a, you know, orangish, darkish brown orange to a bright yellow, bright orange to a deep, rich blue to a nice aqua blue. I always find that when we paint life with these types of things, like stopping and smelling the roses or pulling a blanket out of your bag and having a little picnic on the grass with your friends, or just simply taking some deep breaths first thing in the morning when you wake up and going into the circle, closing your eyes and asking the spirits to take you to a place that you need to go to give you the ability to develop your spectrum seeing and your spectrum hearing and your spectrum feeling so that you can 
transverse other dimensions. And you don't do it again by analyzing or wanting to figure out exactly what it means. You do it by observing. The same way if you want spirits to invite you into their world or if you want animals in nature to come out of hiding. You don't go in there looking for the animals. You observe nature. And then nature gives you a little tap on the shoulder and says, Hi, here I am. I was in the tree the whole time watching you, seeing if you were aggressive or not. I see that you're not aggressive, so I can come out and watch you and even come closer to you because you're not a threat. You're not like the others. Running around a thousand miles a minute, not really paying attention to the beauty and the power of nature and all the spirits that live in nature, all the doorways that lead to other dimensions that live in nature. Do you know there's so many powerful spirits that live in nature? Doorways and tree spirits and tree sprites and fairies and elves and gnomes and all kinds of mystical beings live in nature. And not just in nature and the mystical beings, but also the ones that live in the ocean and the air and dance in the fire. When we truly want to experience life, we don't do it by clouding ourselves up with a bunch of things we don't need to be clouding ourselves up with. Leave the clouds to the sky. We need a lot of them so that they can bring the rain and moisten the earth and bring great topsoil and nourish the trees and the plants and the vegetation and give life to the animals so they can nourish and feed and prosper and thrive. And for us as well. So that's where the clouds belong. But clouding yourself up means you're making things too messy, too mucky. You're putting too many things on your plate. You're, you're, you're putting too many things in front of you. And those things that you're putting in front of you aren't offering any real benefit. Like, I know so many people who will just constantly fill themselves up with so much as if being empty is some kind of bad thing. I like being empty. I live out of two suitcases and I enjoy it. However, at this moment now in my life, I am making changes to settle down and to build a home. But even in my home, I don't need a home that's cluttered. I don't need a lot of things because they cloud my energy. And I'm not going to say that there aren't days that I do get clouded. Because for me to say that I have it all figured out would just be a downright lie. And I can't do that to you. Because in our shares, it's important for me to share with you so you can grow and understand the things that I'm going through as well. For instance, I give a lot of energy in putting all of these shares together and bringing guests and putting the meditations together and making it so that you have this beautiful information and love and support while you're on your journey so that you don't have to run around and pay for every single service instead of putting that money aside and paying off your debt or taking time for yourself to take a vacation or doing certain things that you can you can gain something from the information that's being shared in ancient wisdom. And it takes a lot of time to 
curate the right people who are authentic and coming from a place of love, but also from a place of knowledge and truth and really masters in their field. And then, of course, there's the meditations and how and what experience do I feel that the tribe would benefit the most from and sorting out that with Sefi and making sure the music goes along with everything that we're creating. And then you have all of the press stuff and and then there is my relationship and the kids and then my family and then my girlfriend's family and then my friends and then people who want me to do lectures and workshops. And so there's a lot that goes on then meeting my stylist and getting my clothes and doing this and jumping on an airplane. So you can imagine how packed and how much energy. And there are times where I can handle it and I've got it on lock and I'm like rocking it and lit. I'm lit rocking. I'm lit rocking. Did you ever get that word? Lit rocking? It's a new one we added to the lexicon. It means getting things done, making it happen with high vibe and pure energy. So when I'm lit rocking and I'm getting things done and I'm rocking it out, and there are times where I'm just doing that and it just, it's amazing and I'm just so excited and I'm lit, I'm happy and I'm riding the lit train. And then there's those days that I'm not getting the best sleep or... I have a lot on my plate, like I have five press interviews and a workshop at the end of the day, you know, things of this nature. And I'm running around having dinners and lunches and I only eat one meal. So you can imagine I'm sitting at dinner tables and not eating, but listening to them talk and getting a nice glass of water or tea, you know, so I'm doing all of these things. And there's that moment where you just burn out. And I know because I'm a pitta in my dosha. And if you had a chance to figure that out, what that means, I had two amazing people on ancient wisdom, one being Jasmine Hemsley, the other one being Sahara Rose, who have shared what exactly a dosha is. And if you haven't had a chance to figure that out, please go back and listen to that because there's a lot of valuable information there. So I'm pitta. And when I overdo, I start to heat up and I start to burn and I get sweaty and I notice that. And then I realize what is going on? Why am I not taking care of myself? And then I have to stop for a second and just do a little bit of inventory, looking at all of the energies that I'm putting out there and where is my energy going? Where is it going? And is the energy that I'm putting out benefiting the tribe, benefiting me, benefiting the universe, benefiting this planet, benefiting the animals, benefiting nature, benefiting my family or my girlfriend or her children or her family and all. And if it's not, and it's just wasted energy, I begin to make an inventory and look at what's coming for me in those energy fields. Meaning that, once I tap into an energy field, I am now anchoring myself into that energy field energetically. That means that there's a river flowing towards me. Is that river lifting and shifting me? Is that river supplying and putting things in my pocket, such as prosperity and abundance, so that I could 
go get a massage or go to a spa or take care of things that need to be taken care of for my girlfriend or for our children or for our friends or whatever it may be. Or do I just put aside and just save because I like to save money? There could be a multiple reasons of what different energies were coming through because of the choices that I made. So then I take inventory and look and, hey, what are those choices I'm making? And are those choices things that I actually want or need to have in my life? Need, meaning urgency. Want, meaning desire. And when I get into the space of realizing that a great portion of what I think I need and what I think I want isn't really necessarily the best for my evolution or for my being. Now, for instance, like I know I have a Nintendo Switch and it brings me a lot of joy playing my Nintendo Switch or my PlayStation. However, my assistant, Sam, who's the head coordinator of of everything, has got the PlayStation because I don't take it on the road with me anymore. I take my Switch. And I make sure that the games that I'm playing make me happy. Like, I love Trivia Pursuit and Super Mario, especially Super Mario Cars, which is amazing, and Zelda. So I find things that I know that I, I like, but then there's things that I don't need to do or I don't need to get involved in because it's not necessary. So like, I make time and balance based upon the energy, not the thing. If a friend calls me and says, hey, Shaman Dirk, I would love for you, my love, to join me and a group of friends for a lunch barbecue. The question I have to ask myself is, do I want to be in that lunch barbecue? And should I go to that lunch barbecue? So then I use a shamanic power called riding the energy. Well, that's the name I gave it. But it's a shamanic power that's been passed down through my family's lineage. However, having it be a little bit more updated, (laughs) pretty cool. I could have called it Ride the Lightning and I could have got all Metallica about it. But I'm just going to say riding the energy or the frequency. And basically what it means is, is that you would say, and I'll do it right now, you would say, I want to go to the barbecue and see what that energy's like. Quantum self, send the energy of me at the barbecue with my friends into my body so I can feel it now. And then the feeling that I get in my body is exactly the energy that my body will feel when I'm at that barbecue. And if you don't get a feeling right away, you just simply ask for it to be turned up and you can do it by numbers. I created the whole number system because a lot of times people write about me in the press who've interviewed with me from different magazines who've experienced the shamanic love that I administer. And they say, he counts numbers like very scientific, like almost like I'm in a Star Trek or some kind of spaceship. And he's saying, shock the body at 100, shock the body at 200, shock the body at 300. What they don't understand is, is that I've created a system that gives you the ability to ease into energy by using numbers and to be able to um, identify the energy that's moving through you. So of course, a smaller frequency may not be felt by someone. However, if you gradually begin to lift the frequency by asking for the frequency to be increased to 200 or 300 or 400, starting at 100 and moving your way up, or you could start at 1000 and move your way up, 
I think you get my point. The point I'm making is this. It makes it easier and more structured to be able to manage energy. And when the energy isn't felt, it doesn't mean that you're not actually invoking that energy or having that energy be present. It just means that your awareness is either super busy, like I talked about earlier, where you're running around and can't even stop to smell the roses, or just take in the beauty of nature, or that the wind just touched your face and said hello, but you didn't say anything back, or just acknowledging your breath. That's a good place to start. And so the thing is, is that when you get into that space where you see that your energy is best served not going to that barbecue, or your energy could be served going to that barbecue, at least you have an understanding, not through analyzation or judgment, however, through observation. Observation. So the key element when you say quantum self Send the energy into my body if I sleep every night at this time and wake up at this time. So it would be quantum spirit. Send the energy into my body if I go to bed at 8 o'clock and wake up at 6 o'clock. Send the energy into my body. Well, for me, it didn't feel so great because I don't really need that much sleep. So what, it's, what I would do is push it forward and say, quantum spirit, what would it feel like in my body if I went to bed at 10 o'clock and woke up at 6 o'clock? Mm, I feel much better. And if I did that for a week, how will I feel? I feel great. (laughs) I feel really lit. And if I did that for a whole month, how would I feel? And perhaps it's not sleep. Perhaps it's meditation. And perhaps it's, you know, going to the gym or spending time in nature or writing poetry every morning. You know, you can even do this exercise, which is an amazing exercise, which I teach a lot of my students. You can even utilize that exercise by seeing if the thing that brings prosperity or love in your life is generated by something that you do or something that you say. So the way you would do it is you would say, and this is more You would use this technique. It's a more advanced technique. You would use this technique after you've practiced for at least five to six months of sitting in that circle and learning to observe. So, or having a connection by opening up your spectrum vision, your spectrum healing, and your spectrum feeling. Because it's important. Why? Because you want to be able to know what it is. So, you could say, quantum self. What is the activity that allows more prosperity to show up for me? Show me the image or bring the feeling through my body or the word into my consciousness, which is the audio. So I'll do it right now. Quantum self. What is the activity that would draw a source of prosperity easily and effortlessly into my life? And the answer 
Play with your action figures. Play with children's toys and have fun. Now, that may not be for you, but that definitely was for me. And on top of it, my love bugs, my sweet loves that I just want to hold and kiss all the time and hug you and laugh and skip with you and play and have fun, do cartwheels and all that fun stuff and draw circles and all of us sit in it and just travel to other dimensions. It's important to know what energies connect with what. However, you won't be able to know what those energies are if you're rushing through life and not really taking time to put your feet on the grass and smell the roses and feel the warmth of someone's chest against you or the feeling of their hand when they give you their hand. Like I had this one friend, we were sitting in this restaurant in London, which was a while back, and I was holding his hand and he pulled his hand away when people started looking and I said, why are you doing that? He said, because I don't want people to think I'm gay. Mm. <laughs> okay, so is it you don't want people to think you're gay or you are judging yourself being gay by holding my hand because you think that's what people are thinking about you? He goes, okay, one of those things. I said, okay, that's fine. I was just enjoying your hand because maybe I don't get to see your hand tomorrow or the next day. And so your hand has warmth and your hand has energy and it's connected to you and it's an affectionate thing. But if you don't want to hold my hand, I understand. And he goes, oh, no, 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 I want to hold your hand. So he held my hand again. As soon as someone looked, he pulled it away. He goes, I am having a difficulty with this. And I said, I understand. You're still stuck in the idea of judgment towards yourself and you're projecting it onto other people. I get it. How about remove the label or the idea that holding a man's hand makes you gay and communicate that to yourself, that holding another man's hand doesn't make you gay. And in fact, the word gay makes you gay because you choose to even identify with such a word that was created by the matrix. And he said, okay. So I am not gay, but holding another man's hand. I said, fantastic. Do you want to hold my hand again? He looked at me and said, yes, Shaman Derek, I would like to hold your hand. And we held hands and we talked and held each other's hands and played finger war and all these different fun things just with our hands touching each other. We just were caressing each other's hands, acknowledging each other's existence. Was that so difficult to get to? To just observe a tree and acknowledge its existence or a flower or a person next to you or your child. Look, things are going to get done. They'll get done. And the ones that don't really didn't need to get done. And I'm not saying for you to sit on your bare buddy bum and not do anything because I told you they're going to get done. What I mean is pressing it with urgency and fear, utilizing that as a motivation tool doesn't bring anything worth having. In fact, it just brings more stress and more clouds, more heaviness, more weight. And you don't need that. It's important for us to be able to simplify our lives and to move our lives in a way that allows us to step into a higher understanding of who we are. An understanding that allows us to see that a lot of the things that we pack in or things that we put in our life, I would probably say about half of it you don't really need. And you could have saved that money and utilized it for something even greater. And if not for yourself, then why not for someone else? The thing is, hoarding your energy 
and possessions in order to make yourself feel safe only makes you feel unsafe because of the idea that someone will take it from you. And that's why people go into these fears that their people are going to use them or how can you let that person use you? No, 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 my love. Please listen to these words that I speak. No one can use me. Of course they can. People use people all the time. Oh, no, no. See, they're not using anyone. They're just taking because that's what they need right now is to fill up their vessel. And I have a choice to decide if I choose to be a person who gives to them so that they can take or that I don't and I give to myself or I choose not to give to anyone and just be and preserve. But I can't go around pointing the finger and telling people are using me just for their need to be takers because we're all takers at some point or another in our life. I mean, how much do you think you needed things from the people around you when you were growing up? Exactly. And how much of the things do you need from people still? (laughs) I'm sure you can see by now what I mean. You see, the thing is, what you see around people and when you think people are using you is no more than what you're doing too. The thing is, there's no such thing as using It's a word that's created to put walls up and barriers and limitations and judgments and all types of things it can lead to. I've seen so many people's friendships fall apart just from the idea of them feeling that they're giving more to the other person than they're getting. So they cut them off. Mm. Instead of looking at their needs of the person that's taking and seeing what what they're taking And then see why you're giving it to them so that you can push them away. Most people push people away, not because they really feel like they're not getting anything. It's because they had an agenda to begin with. And a lot of other people push people away because they do it as a way of saying, I don't want to open my heart anyway. And now you've given me the perfect reason not to do that. Thank you for the excuse of me not having to be a nice and loving person, generous, kind, and open-hearted person, because you have pissed me off, and you have pissed me off, and you have irritated me, and you have worked my very last nerve, and you have gotten under my skin, and you, 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 irritating me, driving me insane, draining my energy, such users, everyone just constantly on me, and in the reality of shamanism. It's impossible for any of those things to be true in what I just said. In fact, no one can drain you or take your energy from you unless you give it. Unless you, of course, don't understand what that means or how to sustain yourself or how to have a really powerful spiritual immunity. And if you don't know what spiritual immunity is, it means that your spiritual system is so strong because when you were meditating, you weren't doing it in a silent brook with running water or the sound of the ocean birds chirping by. You were doing it in the most distracting, most craziest, noisiest, most dysfunctional places. And you learned how to stay in your meditation in a place of love and resilience. Or that you were in a situation where someone was yelling at you and saying mean things to you and you didn't say them back. You stayed in a place of love and you grounded and dug your heels in with love. That shows remarkable reward when it comes to evolution. It is That behavior that shifts and lifts the populace just by one action onto itself. The quality of life can only go up from there. 
And not to mention the fact that you definitely will be a very liked person in the sense that people would love to have you around because your energy, your spirit, your words, and your vibration is harnessing more energy, light, and intelligence for them. Like they always say, whenever you're in a group of people, do you want to lift and shift them or do you just want to be there? so that people can just tell you how amazing and wonderful you are. Because that's a wonderful thing that we do on earth, you know? We tell people how wonderful and amazing they are. And we also tell people thank you and please and all these things because we are a group of people, a society, a species that seeks to be honored and validated and acknowledged and lifted for the purpose of being seen and acknowledged as meaningful or valid. You see, the the understanding of the truth is, is that we are not valid by that which we own, have created, or even adjusted into. That being said, human beings have created this very uh, dismal way of seeing themselves exalted by the act of their material possessions and who they have on their arm and what they do in life and how many people know them on Instagram and all the social media platforms. Which, if you ask me, again, is a waste of energy because the consciousness of knowing oneself and seeing oneself whole without needing something from the outside to replace that wholeness because there's a hole, a gap, or some kind of abyss that's sitting there asking to be filled in, you're not really understanding the nature and the quality of your being and the majesty of your soul. The energy dynamic becomes skewed and, and, and becomes a gap. And as you know, since I'm in London, I'll use it, mine the gap. Mine the gap. And the way that you mind the gap is you start by turning your attention into yourself into your being and that you don't need all of these accolades and all of these pleases and thank yous to just choose to be a loving person. The act of loving someone should not be an act at all other than just the stature of your character, the nature of your being. The quality of life becomes far improved with that energy. It becomes so much more moved in a direction of celebration than it does when it's not operating in that field of intelligence. I see people all the day looking, 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 looking for accolades, attention, 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 but not giving it to themselves. Oh, mama mia, give it to yourself. Give it to yourself. Give the attention to yourself, look at yourself, feel yourself, acknowledge yourself, and ask yourself, am I the rose that needs to be smelled? Hmm? Am I the wind that needs to be acknowledged? Hmm? Am I the tree or the spirit in nature that needs to be understood from the heart? and accepted. You see, when we begin to raise the bar of the quality of love that we have for ourselves, we raise it for everyone around us. Because think about it. Your stock increases when you surround yourself with people who are far more intelligent, have 
far more years and presence in everything that you are embarking on or into. That means that for me, once a friend of mine is near me and then they are holding intelligent information and knowledge and all these beautiful things like their ability to, to manage their money properly and efficiently and effortlessly and how they can accumulate millions and millions of dollars and, and be able to use that, that, that funds and the money for that to support the lives of people and doing all of these beautiful things. And that's just the nature of who they are. By me spending time with them, I'm actually up-leveling myself. Yeah. So you always want to be in the act of raising your stock, not lowering your stock. And that goes not just for the things that you put your energies into. You got to raise your stock. It's also in relationships. If you're in a relationship and you're not amplifying love, your stock is dropping. Okay? You don't want your stock to drop. Because that is your energy, that is your life force, that is your sustenance, that is the thing that decides how much prosperity flows into the door, how much success shows up for you, how many people can open up doorways and bring things to you and pour into your vessel the goodness of life. Because remember, all of life is circulated through people. That means people are circulating all these amazing opportunities because by them, they are pouring into you and pouring into you and pouring into you. And then when you get overfilled, you can pour into others and so forth. But don't pour on an empty tank. Oh, that's just not real survival consciousness if you ask me. And definitely that is no way close to when I talk in world uh, lectures, when I speak about human sustainability. You can't human sustain yourself when you're pouring out of empty, when you're giving money away and you only have a tiny bit of money left for you in your account. Fill up that account. Fill up your spiritual bank account, your well-being, your energy, your nurturing, your wisdom, the everything. If you are just hanging out with people who are raising their stock off of you and you don't have someone who you is raising your stock because of them, then you, my darling, will feel drained, not because they did it to you, because you did it to yourself. Wake up. Get woke. See it. Understand it. No one is draining your energy. No one is limiting you. I had a situation where I was in London and this guy gave me a hug and I wanted to get a hug and he couldn't even hug me for two seconds. And then he said, oh, I'm, you know, I'm dealing with this. I said, well, let me just give you a little bit of energy. And the next time I saw him, he was complaining and complaining and complaining and complaining. And here I'm thinking, why is he complaining? I gave him a beautiful hug. I'm giving him love. I'm acknowledging him. I'm seeing him as I do the grass or the trees or the sky or as I do the animals in nature and as I do other people. But the reason why he was uncomfortable is because he's used to surrounding himself with people who dump negativity in his space. So he can't tell the difference between a diamond and a rock. Don't be that person. Be an excellent person at understanding diamonds and rubies and gems and emeralds and sapphires and all kinds of wonderful things. When someone is in front of you that's a diamond, a ruby, a sapphire, and an emerald, know what they are and their value. As when you stand in front of yourself and when you see yourself and when you hear yourself, know your value. 
and you know that value, when you honor yourself, when you place yourself and exalt yourself upon the nonsense, when you're not lowering your stock, but you're raising your stock because you're hanging out with people who have so much to offer you to be able to raise your stock. You know, I have a friend who said, you know, Shaman Dirk, I don't understand why you hang out with those Wall Street execs and, and the bankers and New York and things like that and the hotel owners and blah, 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 blah. You should come into be hanging out with all the people in your, in your tribe. I said, excuse me? I said, what? I'm sorry? Can you run that by me again? Yeah, you should hang out with people in your tribe, you know, shamans and psychics and tarot readers and, you know, and sound people who do sound bowls and all this kind of stuff. And I'm like, I do hang out with them. However, when I'm hanging out with certain people, I have to make sure that I'm also raising my stock so high that I didn't even know things existed. So I'm hanging out with people that are very different from me. I'm not going to hang out with the same, same. I'm going to hang out with something that opens up new ideas, new innovation. I want to be able to invent, create, explore, innovate. That happens by me surrounding myself with people who are completely different from me. Like when I was growing up as a kid, my dad would get so frustrated. He would say, I can't believe you would bring this person into our home. And I'd say, but why? Because his mom works at the grocery store and his father works at them as a mechanic? Exactly why he would say to me. If their parents are not doctors and they are not doing something that is makes sense in today's society, why are you bringing them into our home? It's riffraff, son. I said, well, Father, you know, you call it riffraff. I call it education. <laughs> because sometimes education requires you to go on a walkabout into things that you don't really know about. And that opens up doorways within your mind to explore new synapses, new degrees of information are now flowing through you. Your synapses are now drawing more bridges to build other synapses chains to fire off those electrodes. And you are becoming a highly intelligent being. That's why I love games like Trivia Pursuit, because I get my stock raised by playing that video game when I'm learning things about things that I never knew. Certain poets and Shakespeare that I didn't read yet or certain types of philosophers or science and things and all of this and, and so much more. I find these things to be wonderfully inviting to the very nature of my mind and the more power of my soul when I am leveling myself up or raising my stock. But in order for me to step into those places, I have to observe. The first element is observation. The second element is the invitation from the observing that you did. You can practice a simple exercise such as observing your hand without putting a label or a definition of this is my hand. Just look at your hand as if you were an ET from another planet and you saw a hand for the first time. You don't know what it is because you don't have a definition or an understanding of it, and you don't understand what it has done and what it's capable of. You just know it's there, and you observe. You just observe it, and notice what happens, and then write it down so you can see your progress of you stepping and opening up to deeper levels of profound truth within yourself, and always giving you the perspective and the understanding how to navigate this life with ease, effortless ease, and grace. 
So life is so, whatever you make it. Life is so, whatever you choose. I ask you and I ask you, I ask you, tribal members, will you choose a life for you that makes you smile? Oh, life is so wonderful if you add a little color. If it's dull, you can turn it upside down. You can be anything if you just believe and let yourself see how powerful you are. Cause life is for you and life is for me. And if you want to live the best life, you got to set yourself free. Every bird and every berry, every tree and every root is loving you and waiting for you too. So life is waiting and it's asking you to grow. So go ahead and find out things you didn't know. Live another story. Find another glory and open yourself to something new. Because life is here for me and you. Because life is here for me and you. All right. Let's take some deep breaths. Inhale and exhale. Inhale and exhale for 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, Three, two, one. Thank you for being a part of today's share. I love you so much. <laughs> and I'm so happy you're on this planet. When you see me, give me a big hug. I'm looking to feel your body heat and connect with you. Look in your eyes, touch your skin, rub your hands. And hey, guys, it's okay. You can hold my hand too. I'm not going to bite. Well, maybe just a little. Anyway, I love you so much. If you want, you can follow me at shamandurek.com and go there and read some articles that I've written, some blogs I've written. You can uh, sign up on the newsletter to find out where I'm going to be. You can also uh, take a look at some of the videos. You can click on the link to check out the Shaman School. We're going to be putting up all kinds of new classes weekly. It's just getting in the momentum. So if you've already taken some classes in the Shaman School, don't worry. There are more classes coming. You can also follow me on Instagram at Shaman Derek or on Twitter. I love you. I love you, 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 love you. Until next time. See you later, alligator.